Philippians 4, 1 through 9. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Euodia and Sintinke to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but then everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Tommy, we're back in the chair. Come on. For a few more. John Vogt has left us. Um, It's a new day here in the in the recording office but um we're we're continuing on and drawing near the end of uh this great book of philippians um what a great book what a, what a beautiful passage we're into is it, oh my gosh it's a beautiful passage um another another really landmark passage you know um it's easy to forget how many of the sort of isms that we quote as Christians come from Philippians today. It's, you know, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course we've seen to live as Christ to die as gain. I count all else as lost for the sake of knowing Christ, Um, you know, count others more significant than yourselves. So a ton of high points today's passage. uh, It starts uh, with another snapshot of just the warmth in uh, Paul's heart towards the believers in Philippi. Yeah. You know, he, he refers to them, my brothers whom I love and long for my joy and my crown. Uh, Thomas, you, you've never told me that I am the crown, <laughs> your joy and crown in life. But I imagine that if you did tell me that you should read my journal, <laughs> I would be quite flattered. Um, but you know, again, it's it's we we see the context of just fatherly love, this paternal love that Paul is writing from. Yeah, and then he moves into a practical application of that love, which is you know he he uh, addresses these two ladies um, in Philippi, Euodia and Sintike however you pronounce that. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty close to the Greek, what you just said. Yeah, we, we listened to like a pronunciation video before we recorded, and the k is really like a k, but you know, no one wants to hear that. Um, so anyways, he's addressing these two ladies. Uh, t- basically, there seems to be a division. And, you know, I, I was reading in the, the pillar commentary about kind of this passage, and Philippi, we already know that Lydia, one of the founding members of the church in Philippi, right. she's this very powerful businesswoman in the society. She houses the house church. She She's this like host kind of leader in yeah. the church. And so it seems to, by context, um, that these two women that Paul is naming um, are leaders of a sort in the church. You know, I don't think in any way that contradicts um, Paul's 
blueprints elsewhere, but they're, they're notable leaders in the church. And this division between them is affecting the church. And uh, it's, it's women who have labored alongside Paul, as he says in the gospel. Um, and so he addresses them and then moves into this passage on reasonableness, on um, anxiety and prayer. Uh, and that kind of, so it, it starts like real grassroots and grows back up into this ethereal level, which is classic Paul. So Thomas, what are your thoughts on sort of what's happening in this passage? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's addressing, you know, whenever you see like in James, it's like a, it's like very easy to see, but in, in uh, verse one, my brothers, you know, this is to believers. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, if I'm a, if I'm in Christ, if I've been born again and I am um, trying to submit my life to him, him be the Lord of my life. Like this, I can, this is for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a brother in, in the Lord or a sister in the Lord. And so like, I mean, just that opening part, it's undergirded with the rest of it. Like you said, um, I love you. I long to see you, my joy, my crown. Like there's something beautiful about Christian love that Paul's pointing out. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's able to say, Hey, you two ladies, yeah. Now y'all get along, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and you know, quit. Re- re- look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. Get out of the weeds for just a minute. Look at the big picture at what we're laboring for. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Um, and and he says that labored side by side. But then, you know, I have you ever uh, have you ever read the Great Divorce? Um, I love the Great Divorce. Okay, it's great. Well, there's there's a scene in there where like these ghosts are going back and forth. Yeah, and uh, and one of them is basically describing how sincere his beliefs were, and mm-hmm. that's like his that that's like his like hall pass mm-hmm. is like yeah, but I was so sincere, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about sincerity. It's very interesting. Sincerity only matters so far as the substance of what's mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this is like tragic. I'm gonna just tell this briefly, but like I knew a man who um, was an inspector, a home inspector. And he was up on the second floor of a building and he, um, he leaned against the railing and the railing broke and it, 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 his life ended. It was terrible. It was terrible, but like, okay. So that's like a really, really like graphic example, but he, um, he was a good man, loved his family, all these things. He sincerely believed Mm. that rail was trustworthy. Yeah. That's a good Um, word. And I think this last part here, of like, hey, whatever is honorable, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is is commendable, these things. This is one thing that I think our our young adult generation in particular has a really hard time with because it's cool to be like angsty and cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paul is saying that these are all things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we should be sincere in our thoughts with. Mm-hmm. Um, like this sincerity of man. I can really trust that I can wrap my thoughts around what is true, what mm-hmm. is honorable, whatever is just, because the substance behind that sincerity of I'm going to wrap my mind around these things is God. Mm-hmm. And Amen. he's so trustworthy. Amen. So I think, I think this is like a very hope. This is always for, for all time has been a hopeful passage, but especially for like, I think some of our young adults that are listening to this, like, cause it is so interesting that like, it's it's very normal to glass half full the world mm-hmm. 
And the world is glass half full, Mm -hmm. but the Lord is not. Mm, Yeah. And so this helps our mind first and foremost, see everything hopefully through the lens of the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, I love this last part and I think it's so applicable for 2024 and just, um, what people are told to think versus what Paul is encouraging us. Hey, let your, let this kind of sincerity in the Lord be like a root of who you are. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love, you know, how do we reconcile to other believers when we are in, you know, true disagreement? I love where Paul ends verse three, mm. you know, he, he's kind of talking about all the, his fellow coworkers in the gospel, like these two women. And he says, whose names are in the book of life. Mm. You know, he, he zooms out all the way um, to this very, very essential ultimate belief about, you know, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, which is their name is also in the book of life. That's and right. I, I do think that that is such a, that is such a beautiful thing to frame our view of other people with is yeah. I'm going to worship the Lord with this person in heaven. That doesn't make our earthly disagreements go away, but yeah. that creates <clears throat> the best framework for us to work through our disagreements. And if we both approach each other with that sort of sacred understanding of one another, mm-hmm. there's so much more charity and kindness and patience yeah. and long suffering. Um, and so then, you know, he moves into uh, sort of this idea of reasonableness, which moves into just the like, for maybe lack of a better word, the mindset of the Christian life. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not unreasonable. And then it's not anxious. Um, and I love how he, he, he builds this out. He says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And that with Thanksgiving is like the, like to me, that seems like the key ingredient here. Mm -hmm. You know, the Israelites wandering in the wilderness when they were sick of manna and wanted uh, meat. Yeah. They made their requests known to God. Through grumbling. That's right. <laughs> you know, and so bringing your request to God is not always a holy endeavor. It's it's the context um, of your heart. And what Paul is saying here is let the context of your prayers and your supplications be gratitude. Yeah. And if the context of those prayers is a love and gratitude towards God, like then that brings power and beauty. And ultimately what we're about to see in the next verse it brings peace. Um, it, it's not grumbling. It's not anxiety that you're praying from. The transcends understanding. Yes. It's yes. a supernatural peace. Yes. And I love this. The Greek word uh, for surpasses here. I, I did kind of a study on this the other day. It, it blew my mind. Hmm. So this word, uh, it's, you know, I, I'm just going to butcher the pronunciation. Hupereko. It's the same word in Romans 13. You know, Paul has this passage where he talks about governing authorities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like respecting the government, basically. And it's the same word when Paul talks about uh, show honor to governing authorities. That word for governing or for higher authorities is the same word for that which surpasses all understanding. And that kind of blew my mind about this passage. 
Because hmm. really what Paul is saying is it's not just a piece. It's not merely like something that doesn't make sense. It's not merely like an illogical piece, but it's a piece that governs your understanding. Like when, yeah, when yeah. we draw near to God with thanksgiving and make our request known to him with thanksgiving, his peace becomes the mayor of the city. His peace becomes the governor. And so it's not just like we have all these thoughts and, and fears and whatever, and then there's just like this amorphous blanket of peace that we kind of like sense. But it's no, it's this hmm. governing force that that actually guides our understanding. And then what does a good, you know, governor or mayor do? They bring safety to their province. And, you know, this governing peace, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. And that just like blew my mind. Like the peace that God has for us is not just like this passive sense of like, you know, hakuna matata, it's all going to be good. <laughs> no worries. That's right. But it's an active force that is governing our understanding. It's guarding our hearts and our minds. And then it shapes what we think about, which is kind of what he gets into. Do you have any thoughts on that or this list that Paul ends with? Well, I mean, I think that that list and uh, and these prayers they go hand in hand. It's a, it's a continuation of a thought because after you've after you've prayed and you've you've submitted to the Lord, then we have instructions. The mm -hmm. Lord is going to do the giving of the peace that guards our hearts and our minds. And I love that our kind of our emotions and our thoughts, like he's going to guard us. Mm. Um, but then we have a job. Yeah. And, you know, going back to that reconciliation between the two women that are mentioned here, it's like, okay, well, when I see so-and-so, I need to realize that their names are written in the book of life. And that's true. Mm -hmm. and you know what? What a, what an honor to be written in the, the book of life, man. That is, that is, that, that is just, that is pure. That is lovely. Like I start to, now take these words and I start to apply it to the situation. Mm. And I think that's like, that that's kind of like, uh, if the, the doctor gives the, the, you know, the medicine or you have the surgery, that's like the piece, like the Lord gives that. Um, and then the doctor's like, now I want you to do some exercises. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think it's like very cool that it's the Lord is saying through Paul, Hey, uh, now I've got some instructions for you. Like mm -hmm. practice this. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think one of the biggest hurdles we have are these little devices that we carry around that we can make calls and text. And, no, uh, yes. you know, um, I, I looked at my dogs last night <laughs> and um, they really wanted me to play with them. And my <laughs> phone kept going off. And I said, I just wish I could get rid of this. And yeah. uh, the dogs both looked at me like, well, just put it down. <laughs> and you know what I did? I put it down and... I talked to the Lord while I played with them and like kind of practice this mm. and the Lord is true to his word. Yeah. The peace transcends all understanding. Mm -hmm. It, it filled me and it fills us. Yeah. And then you adjust your mind to think properly and it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so interesting how, you know, the, the magnetic pull of life and, and this, was before the technological age that we live in now, but it's, you know, even much more clear now with the information age, mm -hmm. but we are constantly being beckoned to think about things that aren't true. 
that aren't honorable, that aren't just, that aren't yep. pure, that aren't lovely. Yep. You know, I'm even just thinking like, whenever I look at my phone, I mean, yesterday it was kind of a, this is kind of a funny example, but it's true. Uh, at the time of recording yesterday, uh, Nick Saban announced his retirement. I'm a big Bama fan. So, you know, it's like- I was waiting the to see how mill. long this would happen <laughs> before it came out. Okay. The rumor mill. Condol- um, condolences, brother. Uh, thank you. Thank you. But, you know, the rumor mill of like who it's going to be, is the dynasty over? Is everyone going to transfer? That is like, you know, the sports world is melting down. If you look at, you know, if I open the Wall Street Journal app or the NPR, you know, it's like there's all these global things that are happening to be worried sure. about. And, you know, half of this stuff isn't even true. I mean, especially in the sports world, it's like none of that is true or honorable. Um, and yet, you know, it's like what I like am being pulled to give all my attention towards is things, you know, whether it's sports or current events mm-hmm. or just opinion pieces or whatever. It's not things that I would even commend to other people. It's not things I would consider excellent. It's yeah. not stuff I would praise. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that, like, there's such a, a beauty to this discipline of fighting for a life where, where we fill our minds and our hearts and we, we consider things that are true and honorable and just. And, you know, like, I, I've just started, like, I bought an alarm clock recently like an old fashioned $15, like Timex alarm clock. Yeah. And, uh, that way I can like leave my phone like somewhere else in our home and not on my bedside stand when I sleep. And it's like already the mental clarity of just being like surrounded by reality when I go to bed and wake up. Yeah. Like, and I think that these are like tiny granular things that tie in. Yes. That is how we can practically live out versus eight and nine yeah Um, yeah and and model what we see and hear from paul but also from each other that are walking with the lord and the god of peace will be with us yeah amen amen we could uh i could talk about these verses forever oh yeah but we are we're going a bit long so we need to sign off but um so much good to think about and to to dwell on today and to let god's peace govern our understanding for thomas nelson this is will carlisle we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on god's word If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.